Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So, at four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual, because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable, it's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals, and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash prenatal. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to this edition of Build Your Tribe. My name is Shalene Johnson. I will be recording this episode from my iPhone today. I will explain why in just a moment. But it's an important episode, especially if you are overwhelmed by your inbox. Thanks for being here. Let's do it. Listen, one of the reasons why you're an entrepreneur is because you want to live life on your terms. You want to do the things that are important to you. You want to set your own priorities and honor those priorities. And that's why I'm an entrepreneur. I also do five podcasts a week. So I do three for a podcast called The Shalene Show, if this is your first episode. The Shalene Show is kind of a lifestyle program where we talk about anything and everything to make your life happier and healthier. And then I do two editions of Build Your Tribe, which are all very much designed for people who are trying to create the life of their dreams and doing so by creating an online income or becoming an entrepreneur, scaling your business, growing your business. It's a lot. Like just doing five podcasts, a lot of people, like that's their full-time gig, you know, or even just doing one episode a week. For some people, that's their full-time gig. It's not for me. I also run quite a few other businesses with physical products. We've got online academies, schools, etc. And I tell you all of this because it's just important that I do things in a way that honors my priorities. And in this particular season, if you're new here, you probably are just hearing this for the first time. If you've been listening for a long time, you already know this, but we are currently in the midst of dealing with late stage Alzheimer's with my father-in-law who lives with us currently. And it's kind of crazy stressful. It's really stressful. I'm recognizing that it's more stressful than I was, I think, I guess, like willing to recognize a couple of months ago. I don't know. I hate admitting when I'm stressed. I don't know why. It feels like a weakness. But there's no question that even though it, he's wonderful and sweet, it's just, it's stressful. It's hard. It's constant. It's like caring for a toddler. Do you love your baby and your child? Absolutely. But is it stressful waking up in the middle of the night and to constantly be on and to never be able to look away? Yeah, it is. And that's kind of how it is having somebody at this stage of Alzheimer's. So because of that, I'm really being very conscientious of doing things that make my life less stressful. Today, as a matter of fact, I could definitely record this podcast in my podcast studio, but it would have meant a real crunch for time. And it would have meant that tonight I wouldn't have been able to go out to dinner with my husband. And I wanted, not only do I want to do that, I need to do that. 
So that's why I'm recording from my phone. And I just hope that you're listening and you get that and you understand that. But every once in a while, there's like some, I don't know, pompous audio person who's like, gives the show a lower rating because I do record some episodes from my phone. And I'm like, that's just, that's not my person. My person is you. The person who's like, no, I'm here for the big concepts and I am watching you lead by example. And I want to have the freedom to not have to do everything perfect, but to do things the way that's perfectly right for my family. Having said that, don't worry, this all relates to email. So what I'm going to share with you is my own personal email management system. I'm not suggesting it's going to work for you, but I want to share it with you because maybe it will. And I'll bet if you're listening to this episode, you've probably searched the subject and you've listened to other episodes where people talk about different ways that they've managed their email inboxes. So I don't want to regurgitate any of that stuff. I mean, although some of it might overlap, I just want to tell you specifically like what I do. Yes, I have done in the past episodes helping the average person figure out how to manage their inbox. But this one is, I'm just sharing exactly what I do. All right. First of all, I check my email one time a week. Is that a shock? It's taken me a while to get there, but it works. And there's a way that I've been able to do that. I will reverse engineer that in just a moment. But first, let me just tell you what it looks like today. And then I'll reverse engineer it. So I have a virtual assistant who checks my inbox for me throughout the day. When I start my day at seven, I don't start work until 11 a.m., but I start my day early, like at seven, right? So at 7 a.m., I get a text message. I get a text message from my virtual assistant who tells me if there's any urgent emails that I need to know about. Let's say, for example, at 7 a.m., there is an urgent email. I will ask her she will tell me actually if something that needs to be replied to prior to 11 a.m. Because I don't start my workday until 11 a.m. So if there's nothing that has to be replied to before 11 a.m., she's not going to tell me about it in that first email or first text message. She's going to tell me about it after. That text message from her also includes my schedule for the day. All right. Then throughout the day, if something shows up in my inbox that absolutely must be replied to within like the hour, etc., then she will tell me that and she will also send to me a proposed response so that I can approve it without having to go into my inbox. In other words, she's saying like, here's what we need to say from you. Is this approved? And I'll text back to her, yes. And then she emails that person as me. I've just dictated or I should say approved the response. This allows me to never go into my inbox because when I go into my inbox, I am distracted. I can't do the work that's part of my schedule. Now, I've been doing this for years. I mean, I should say I've been working towards this for years. I'm finally at a point where now I'm only checking it once a week. But over time, I've been able to check it less and less and less. And what's allowed me to do that, and it won't take you years to get there, it just takes a mindset. So the quicker you shift your mindset, the quicker and you find the right person to help you do this, the faster you'll be able to do this. Okay, so then she has a system by which she manages my inbox so that when I do log in, I'm not seeing all the riffraff emails. We have files, right? Or folders, I should say, and labels for emails. So if an email is urgent, something is labeled urgent, if I need to reply that day or within the next, or really I should reply within 24 hours 
then it's marked urgent. And that goes into an urgent folder, or it's, I should say it's labeled as urgent. So it's categorized at the top of my inbox when I log in. And there's usually no more than like three or four of those per day. And nine times out of 10, she is handling those for me. So again, I shouldn't even have to log in to my inbox. It's very rare that I have to do that during the week. Sometimes those urgent emails will stay in there until the, the one day that I do check my emails, which is on Friday. On Friday is when I actually will go in because she said or has told me, okay, there's a couple that, you know, this one, you really need to read it and respond. I think it would take more time than, you know, going back and forth via text. That's our first category of emails. The second category is of interest, meaning I probably need to see it. I probably need to know about it. And she has already sent that person a response. So it's really important to me that if somebody emails me, they get a response back within 24 hours. Preferably, I'd like for them to get a response the same day. And because that's just, you know, a business courtesy. And I think a lot of people still operate that way. I do not. If I email you and I don't hear back within like, you know, a couple of days, I'm going to try to find another way to reach you because I just think once you get to a certain level of productivity, you don't live in your inbox anymore, right? So anyways, category one is urgent. Category two is of interest. Now of interest means that she's replied to that person and said, thank you for your request. I will make sure that Shalene gets this. She replies as her on my behalf. You know, sincerely Shalene's assistant, Delena, if you need something before she responds to you, please reach out to me personally. So in other words, we're letting this person know we've seen it. It's going in Shalene's rotation, but if there's something urgent, I can help you. Now, because I don't respond to those emails until Friday, typically, most of the things where people like need something from me, it gets handled. It's crazy how like if you teach people that you respond immediately, they just become less and less resourceful. And I've found that if I just don't treat it as like, you know, a hot topic, like people have, you know, get my attention the second they email me, people more or less will figure things out themselves. Now, I understand if it's like you're responding to, it, it might be a client that's emailing you, or there's an opportunity for you to respond to. In which case, this system that I'm used talking about right now, your virtual assistant would have to tell you that that is something that's urgent and you would respond to it within 24 hours yourself. And again, you can decide to have your virtual assistant to just tell you, okay, here's the email and respond to it yourself, or you can trust and empower somebody else to respond on your behalf. Yes, in the beginning, you will have to write out every email word for word for word. In the beginning, you will. But eventually, you won't have to do that anymore. Eventually, so many of your responses, they will save and save them as canned responses. That's the next tip that I want to give to you to suggest that your virtual assistant use this. Canned responses are a setting inside of Gmail. P.S. You've got to use Gmail. There's a ton of YouTube videos that just teach you all the amazing tools available to you for free with Gmail. It's just a game changer. You've got to stop using anything other than Gmail, even your Apple Mail. It just, there's no comparison. But you can use these things called canned responses and you can label them and they can be modified so that it can be very specific to the person who is sending you a message. And those canned responses are your words, your language, your tone, your writing style. And then your virtual assistant might just customize them 
based on the email that you received. That's our second category of emails. Again, labeling is for of interest. And then next is everything else. So if it's an email from family, that goes into a folder. If it's an email regarding podcasts, that goes into a separate folder. All of these things get saved, but they also don't clog up my inbox. So I don't worry about, you know, people say, oh, we want to get to inbox zero. Who cares? Who cares how many emails you have in your inbox, really, if you are creating these separate labels? And all I'm worried about is the labels. All I'm trying to do is make sure that my of interest and my urgent labeled emails are attended to within the week. That's it. Everything else, I just think of it as like, it's just spam. Who cares? Like, it's not of interest. If it's a email from a company that I've subscribed to their sales email or whatever, we try to delete as many of those as possible. Of course, I just get like random emails from people who I'm not sure how they got my email address. Not everybody gets a response. You know, if you happen to find my email address and you're pitching me something, you don't necessarily get a response. You know, like, I think we have to look differently at how we treat our inbox. Okay, think about this. If a telemarketer gets a hold of your phone number and they want to make you an offer or pitch you something, you just hang up on them. How is that any different from somebody getting a hold of your email address and pitching you something? I don't see it as being any different. Now, very different story if someone is introducing me to someone or if, you know, we've read the email and it's one of our students, like if it's a Marketing Impact Academy member or an Insta Club Hub member, if it's somebody who has invested in us, like, you know, we treat those as associates. We treat those as, you know, not spam, but like legitimate people. But there's a million and one, you know, podcast promoters, people who are trying to get you on their podcast or trying to get their client on your podcast. And yeah, we could respond to all of them. And I know this might be different based on your level of, I don't know, how long you've been doing business and how much people know your name or you might be in demand. Like when you're just starting out, you might not get very many of these and you should probably take advantage of those. And each one of those is an opportunity. But where we're at today I have to be very careful about the time that it takes away from my team, my staff, my community, and the way that I need to serve them. So we're pretty careful about not allowing every single email that comes in to dictate our workflow. Okay, so that's pretty much how it works. My virtual assistant texts me first thing in the morning. She texts me if there's something urgent throughout the day. And this is just regarding emails. Like there's a lot of other communication that goes on between myself and my virtual assistant and my executive assistant and my team members. But when it comes to email, I just hear from her if it's an emergency, which is very rare. I mean, very rare. Or I hear at the end of the day, she'll give me a summary of what emails came in, how she responded to them. And basically it's her job to just handle them. The only things that don't get handled, they stay in my urgent file and she keeps me accountable and reminds me to make sure I get through those on Friday. And that's how I have managed to stop living according to my inbox. It's amazing. Here's another thing. This is an extra added bonus. I also don't do Slack. I hate Slack so much. I think it is the dumbest thing. Oh boy, I know I'm offending some people right now. I know some of y'all love it. I have team members who freaking love it. With my ADHD and with the number of consultants that we work with, 
all of whom have a different Slack channel and their own Slack, you know, portal. And then we have our own Slack portal. And then we have different Slack channels for each and every person. To me, am I crazy? Tell me on Instagram, send me a DM. Am I crazy? Slack just seems to me like a super overly complicated way of text messaging. I know some people use it to project manage and, you know, communicate so that they don't have to disturb people after hours. And maybe that's how it was set up initially. But I still see people like addicted to their Slack the way people were and still are addicted to their email. So I don't care who it is. If it's a consultant that we're working with and they're like, oh, we only work via Slack. I'm like, okay, that's cool. But then this might not work between us. We might have to work with a different consultant because I don't do Slack. I do email once a week. If you really need me, let's jump on a call. Let's actually talk about it. The one thing I hate is something Cal Newport calls, I forget, wait, there's deep work and then there's, I forget what he calls it, the opposite of deep work, which is the kind of work most of us, which we're doing, which is talking about the work that we need to do, not actually doing the work. And those are those like meetings and emails that never go anywhere. Like I want concentrated, uninterrupted, focused time to figure things out and to actually like, let's get things done. Let's not like talk about, okay, let's meet next week and see if these things got done. Like, let's get things done. Like instead of like going back and forth with these five minute emails where nothing ever really gets done, let's schedule a call. Let's schedule a zoom. Let's actually do the work. Let's schedule time when we actually do this. It's so much more effective and it's how I've been able to honor my priorities and and trying to reduce stress in this current season and maintain my business and at the same time maintain my sanity. Listen, nothing is more important to me than enjoying my life and serving my community, but I'm not going to serve my community or my staff or my team or or anyone for that matter if it's going to compromise my sanity, my stress, my happiness, my health. And when we tell people I mean, when we respond immediately and constantly and quickly to email, what we're telling people is that's what they can expect. And over the course of the last couple of years, it's crazy. My inbox is really very quiet now. The people who really know they need to get something from me, they text. It's great. Now, many of these systems I'm talking about are going to take some time to set up. If you want to hire somebody to manage your inbox, I would suggest going to Upwork or Belay and finding yourself an incredible English speaking, if you're in America, virtual assistant. And they've got to be somebody who's, you know, the opposite of you, who's like attention to detail. They love this stuff and spend the time to find the right person and set up those systems. You can't be a leader if you're constantly in chase mode, right? Like, Leaders don't chase, leaders lead. And I see so many leaders, people who want to be leaders, who are in chase mode. They're chasing their Slack. They're chasing their emails. They're chasing little projects. I think we need to drop that notion. I've heard so many entrepreneurs say, well, I just, I can't outsource my inbox. And I'm saying, well, maybe that might be true. More often than not, think that's a matter of mindset. Now, if checking your inbox once a week sounds ridiculous, then do as I did, as I promised I would reverse engineer this. In the beginning, I only did it once a day. I would just check my inbox once a day. And at first that was kind of painful because, oh, you've got this sensation like, oh my gosh, people are going to think that I'm 
non-responsive or people are going to think that I've dropped the ball or I might miss this incredible opportunity if I'm not checking it all the time. But I've forced myself to schedule it. It's in my push journal. I scheduled it once a day. And then eventually I got to three times a week. And then eventually I would get kind of sporadic with it and that wasn't working. So now, you know what I mean? Like I I got lax about it. I didn't have a specific time that I was checking. So sometimes I'd go a whole week without checking. That wasn't good. And now I've very diligent about doing it once a week. But more importantly, it's not my responsibility. I've outsourced that responsibility. It's my virtual assistant's responsibility. People will adjust their expectations. You don't even have to announce it. Just be very consistent. One last tool I wanted to recommend to you is a tool called Boomerang. And it's a way that you can schedule your email replies so that you can like write it. Like, let's say, for example, I want to write mine out on a Friday night. I might type it out on a Friday night and I don't want that person to like reply to me on Friday night. So I might schedule it to be sent on Monday morning. And that's what Boomerang does. It allows you to schedule emails and replies to be sent at specific times and dates. I hope this is helpful for you. I oftentimes will hear people say like, oh, I can't afford to do that. In which case, I recommend you go back and listen to a few of the episodes that we'll have linked in our show notes about hiring virtual help. Because as I often say, the size of your dream is limited by the size of your team. So expand that team. You will not regret it. Listen, it's my goal to be brief, to be bright, to make it fun and then be done. Y'all, I'm going to go on a date with my husband tonight. Thanks for tolerating my audio quality in the car. I appreciate you taking in the big picture and being here for supporting us and writing five-star reviews for the show. You know, sometimes those cancel out those people who are, I don't know, have nothing better to do than to write something that that's not nice. But for the most part, I don't even need to think about that because I just focus on you. You're amazing. And you say the nicest things and it means a lot to me. And thanks for appreciating the show. And thanks for appreciating the work that Brock and I put in for you because we really care. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Don't forget to check out instaclubhub.com. Brock and I are helping people crush it on Instagram and we have so much fun doing it. Why not build your business with us by growing your audience on Instagram? We'll make it fun. We'll get the job done. We make it easy, simple, and seamless. So check out instaclubhub.com. 